welcome to Stateside F1. I'm Joe Leonardo. Yeah. Broom, broom, broom. That man making the sound of, uh, I will say, a NASCAR uh, with Kimmy in it. Ooh. Doing great, then getting knocked out of the race is Andrew Berger. How are you guys doing? Good to be here. Good to be here. We are talking last week of summer break. super excited this week because we have a special guest with us ladies and gentlemen put your hands together for anton devries of forecast f1 <laughs> thank you for having me guys um so anton how's your summer break been Whew. long wait man yeah but we're there we're pretty yeah, much at the we're end. almost there yeah lots of things happening well lots of things happening in the beginning it's been quiet. It's been quiet for a bit. Yeah, it's true. I think we got front loaded with a lot of insanity. Yeah, with obviously Sebastian Vettel, then Fernando Alonso, then the whole Oscar Piastri thing, and then we have Alpine, and then we have Daniel Ricciardo with McLaren. We have all that stuff, and then it's been—it's almost like we had a really crazy bender, right? Of crazy Formula One news, and then we got uh, used to getting a, a bunch of crazy news at once, and now we're like jonesing for the next fix. And we're back to just normal weeks. Building up suspense. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long month. Lots of changes. Big thing I want to mention right now is the 2026 engine changes. I don't know if you guys had a chance to take a look at what's going to be uh, happening in the next couple of years with the changes in everything that's going on with the power units. I just know Porsche and Audi are dancing with death, I heard. Well, Porsche just signed a deal with Red Bull to potentially, what, over three years take take about a 50% stake in the team. That was mentioned a while ago, though, but I don't know what 2026 has to hold. I'm still grappling with 2022. That's true. Uh, from what I know, I'm just going to say off the top of my head, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure all this news is true, but obviously, just like with everything that we say on this show, I could be could just be talking out my rear end on this but mguk is getting bigger so they're going to be pulling a lot more in energy from the braking system uh and they're completely getting rid of the mguh yeah so uh, the turbos still exist i think they're gonna be bigger i know that the, the, the mguk is a lot bigger um and there's still 1.6s v6 engines all yeah. that jazz we're slowly moving over to this becoming formula e yeah, it's moving over to being like a full <laughs> electrical powerhouse. Sure. You know, what? I, I actually don't have an issue with that. I made a TikTok earlier. Uh, it's not really getting a lot of love, but I believe <laughs> in the message, uh, in the idea I had. And my crazy idea is that so as Formula One becomes more carbon con uh, conscious about, you know, removing fossil fuels and becoming more electric, there's going to reach a point where it's probably going to become fully electric in who knows a decade or whatever, more than a decade from now. That means formula one and formula E are basically the same thing. A way to keep formula E would be to make it driverless. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> that. Still, Imagine still just the, hating, hating I know, that I, fan I, know, I know I'm not a huge fan of, everyone knows I'm not a huge fan of formula E, but I think to me, I would love this. Imagine a Formula E division, all driverless. All the cars are from driverless car companies. 
and they each have proprietary software that program the car. And it's not about efficiency. It's about high performance formula cars that are driverless. Because there are races out there that are about efficiency and all that stuff, right? That are driverless races. They have the, I think there's one in Australia that like goes on the length of the desert. But it would be really cool to see driverless cars driving like 200 miles an hour, right? It'd be cool to see. But then again, I mean, you're missing out on a lot of the, you know, the emotional part of it. Then you watch Formula One. Yeah. Yeah, true. But then, like you said, <laughs> that's moving completely into the direction of Formula E. And the, the question is, exactly. do, we, do we really want that? I mean, you know, it's 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 a bit, I, I mean, if we're talking carbon footprint, then I guess, you know, most of it is in like all the traveling, isn't it? I mean, moving all all of the stuff from, from track to track. Uh, isn't exactly. that a lot larger than, than, you know, 20 cars driving, I don't know, for one and a half hours? 22 times during a year. I mean, it's. I had a hot take from a, a relative of mine. He said Formula One races are too short. He's used to, you know, going to football games, you know, tailgating with uh, with a bunch of beer. And, you know, f- American football games are about like three hours long. Mm-hmm. So he's complaining that in an hour and a half, he doesn't get enough time to relax, enjoy the atmosphere, drink a, drink enough beer, you know, have his barbecue. He's a big tailgater. So, Well, if you're going to have a pick, I would also go for long and not shorter. <laughs> I would yeah. say that, that would be interesting, but I don't know if that the majority of American that's a good people point. want a longer because because people are arguing that baseball is too long, that football is too long, and they're trying to shorten these sports. Really, like football is too just, long. They say. Oh, I don't actually don't know that. I just said that, but I know <laughs> baseball has the big. Uh, oh, because baseball takes forever. They changed the rules in baseball. Like now, you can just sign to walk a player like before you had to throw all the balls if you wanted to walk a player and you had to like go through that motion now you can just like make a gesture like i'm going to walk this player and that uh, that removes that huge waste of time of just obvious throwing obvious balls i feel like that changes the dynamic of the sport though because then the pitcher will be weaker after he walks that player very true yeah it's a trade-off because Hmm. now the pitcher well, if the pitcher's just throwing slow lobs but way off to the left, I'm sure it's not impacting them too much. Yeah, I mean, I was never a big fan of baseball to begin with. I was, uh, I did hear that Mexican baseball games are a lot more fun than American baseball games. Mm. I hear the same about basketball too. Oh hear, yeah, like basketball in Central America is like insane. If you watch the Last Dance, that Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls documentary. Yeah. Phil Jackson was talking about a team he coached in, I think maybe it was Puerto Rico, actually. He coached a team in Puerto Rico, and the mayor showed up and shot one of the officials because he didn't like a call. <laughs> and the the repercussions, That's dramatic. Were, the repercussions were the mayor was banned for uh, for seeing any future games. That was it. That That is the America I wish we were. Not actually, but I'd be, that's, that's just batshit crazy. I love that. That's some balls. I had big time. The, I was so disappointed with Kimi Raikkonen this weekend in NASCAR. He was doing very well up until, you know, he crashed. It wasn't even his fault though. It looked like he was just kind of like trying to avoid the accident and he just became a passenger. Yeah, pushed to the side. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was I was just at Watkins Glen at the end of July. I mean, it's not a very difficult track, so I I didn't realize that. I thought the NASCARs didn't go through the boot section, but I guess they did in this race. And I guess you know it's just harder for those cars to go through there. But I'm also very disappointed the wheels have center locks instead of the six uh, little lugs like they used to. That was changed recently, right? Yeah. Like the NASCARs are becoming real race cars instead of staying the V8 muscle cars that they really should be. Because that's the DNA of NASCAR. It's like bootleggers running from the police, right? Yeah. That's the whole story of NASCAR. And they like to sell that story. Yeah, you can pull that back a little bit to Formula One saying that, you know, what's the DNA of Formula One and how far should we take that to, like we were saying. I feel like the DNA of Formula One is rich men wanting to show off their uh, (laughs) very expensive cars. Right? right right so let's keep it that way is what you're saying <laughs> yeah it's pretty true yeah i want to see bernie ecclestone in the car i don't think he can i don't think he can withstand like two g's i'd watch that though yeah yeah i'd watch all his skin just get pushed to the back and it's basically just his ex- exposed skull as he experiences like six g's he'd look like a 20 year old for 20 seconds <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god no but dude i saw i know it's going bad for danny rick because i saw a post i think it was on motorsport.com an article ricardo sees perez as proof of how quickly f1 careers can turn around right i saw that too i wanted to just i I don't know. We've been saying, like Joe, we've been saying it's hard to be a Danny Rick fan in the Formula One climate. That that post, like that title was almost like the nail in the coffin for me, for Danny Rick. I, You know, we, I've mentioned this in multiple episodes. I would love to see him move to IndyCar. I think he would be perfect in IndyCar. Um, he's basically American. He's basically American. He's, a, he's an adopted son. I don't speak for all Americans, but I will speak for American... Formula One fans, and I say, let's adopt Daniel Ricardo. We can have the honey badger here. We can pick a more American uh, animal to represent him. Let's say the wild turkey. I don't know. <laughs> what's an American? What's a very American animal besides the bald eagle? That one's just played out. Yeah. I will say either the turkey or maybe like a Florida alligator or a crocodile. I'm sorry. Croc. He could be the crocodile hunter because he is Australian. He'd be the new crocodile hunter. And Steve Irwin is beloved here as well. So Yes. Yes, he is. Daniel Ricciardo, the crocodile hunter. Oh, my God. That would be... There you go. You could get a whole movie franchise going. (laughs) He acted in a couple things. I saw a short with him in it. I don't know if it was like... I don't know what it was about. I only saw it on a TikTok. But he was like acting. He was not doing half bad. He... I, I saw he also... Wasn't he like recording an album with some famous band like some australian band i feel like i saw him playing was it bass guitar what no it wasn't or maybe it was a famous actor was playing bass guitar for some band i'd still rather have him go to indycar than do any of that (laughs) yeah yeah it'd be good it'd be good for himself too i guess it's perhaps a bit the easy way out but well he is on his way out. Yeah, he's he? on his way out. Yeah. yeah, what's he, like 32? Yeah. I mean, that's not crazy old, but it ain't young. Yeah, exactly. For Formula One terms, I mean, well, Lewis Hamilton's 37, but he 
you know, he's he's an he's, enigma. Yeah, he's an enigma. He's not human. But could you see him perform well in an Alpine? He'd have to. I mean, it seems like he had a good relationship with the team, but he ran right after. I think he ran too early from Alpine. 100%. Like, I think if he stayed one more year, the car would have been to his spec. And I think if he goes back to Alpine now, the car will be more tuned to Ocon's uh, specs instead of Ricardo's. So I think Ricardo kind of shot himself in the foot by uh, jumping early to McLaren. Hi, everybody. Joe Leonardo here. And this is Andrew Berger. Along with being the hosts of Stateside F1, Andrew and I are audio engineers with thousands of hours of podcast experience. Between the both of us, we've worked with a wide variety of companies from Google to Discovery as editors, mixers, sound designers, and even social media managers. If it's a companion podcast for a TV show or just a hobby among friends, we can help you with your podcast. Feel free to reach out to us at statesideF1 at gmail.com. I feel like Daniel Ricardo suffers from the same thing Fernando Alonso did, and that's basically make a bunch of bad career moves. Yeah. I don't think Daniel Ricardo should have left Red Bull when he did. Um, I understand that, you know, they were focusing 100% on Max and all that stuff and that whole narrative. And it was Max's team and Horner didn't want anything to do with Ricardo and only cared about Max and all that stuff. But at the same time, Daniel Ricardo has eyes. He saw that Max Verstappen is a force to be reckoned with. It's not like he was performing poorly and they were focusing on Max while he was doing bad. No. Yeah. I, I just feel like the jump to, uh, he jumped from Red Bull to Renault, right? Yeah. Yeah. To Renault. And then staying with him for only a year when they wanted to have him, they were, they were kind of uh, surprised when he left that he decided to leave. So this is, this feels almost like you mentioned shooting himself in the foot. It sounds like he shot like every individual toe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He shot both feet and then shot each toe (laughs) and then went, Oh man, this gun doesn't work. It's like, no dude, (laughs) if you just shot like one foot, then it's like an accident. If you shoot both feet, every toe, that's you. It would just be so sad to see him as a sportscaster. I don't think he can cut it as a broadcaster, too. We, we had this conversation over text, right? Yeah. Uh, Joylan Palmer, he has such great analysis. They even gave him his own show on F1 TV. Uh, I feel like he has his niche way of playing with a little magic board or whatever. Um, he's also the announcer for F1 TV and all that stuff. Yeah, he's made um, for that role. He's made for that role, exactly. Ricardo would be like, oh, yeah, that's crazy, right? <laughs> you know, like, I don't think he can form <laughs> sentences like, in, in, a, in a broadcastery way. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be spectacular, but it'd be hard to follow. It would be color commentary. It would almost be like what Shaq does and Charles Barkley does for the NBA. But they have um, Ernie and they have the other guy there, I forget his name, that's like actual sportscasters. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and they're color commentary. Dino Ricardo could do great color commentary, but I don't know. I think that 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 song and dance will get old quick. I I mean, I feel like you guys ever see the movie Dodgeball? Of course. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. ball. (laughs) So they're 
So it's a Ben Stiller movie. It came out in 2004. I saw it in the theaters and I just recently watched part of it yesterday. And so many jokes that went over my head. I was like, wow, this film is dirty and like would never get made today. It's Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller. So Ben Stiller plays this rich buff Jim Hunk who's a successful guy and takes himself way too seriously like so much so that you just want to hate him and that's the entire point of his character because he's just so obnoxious and so over the top and so unaware of everything but I bring this up because the sportscasters at the American Dodgeball Association of America's tournament ESPN 8 the Ocho (laughs) the Ocho Fred Willard was one of them Right? Yeah, it was and, Fred Willard and Jason Bateman. Yeah, I couldn't believe that it was uh, that it was uh, Jason Bateman as the uh, the other guy. And um, so yeah, so Daniel Ricardo would be the uh, <laughs> he would be Jason Bateman. Yeah, he would be Jason Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's rad. <laughs> I don't know. I you know the thing is Daniel Ricardo is such a personality. He's such a lovable personality. So I don't see him going away. In any capacity. I just I just think right now, it's so murky on what he's going to do. That's basically it. He's going to make money. He's going to land somewhere. It might not be in the glorious spot of being a Formula One driver. You know, that's maybe that's what he wants in his heart. But even if he doesn't get that, he reaches for the stars and lands on the moon. He's still landing on the freaking moon. <laughs> that's my inspirational Daniel Ricardo speech. <laughs> He just never went through that metamorphosis where he's like this cute starry-eyed driver and then turns into this like a-hole, I'm going to win and everyone's going to hate me, but I don't care. But I don't think he needed to do that. He could have been still a nice, fun, happy-go-lucky person and then been a, a world champion. Like Those aren't mutually exclusive. I think Lewis Hamilton's the best example of that. No, he was, a, he was, he was an a-hole in like 2013. Anton, what do you think? Did... Did Lewis Hamilton kind because of, also uh, Sebastian Vettel, everyone hated him in the early 2010s. Right. Now people everyone loves him. him. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You see, like Well, I, I guess there's people who still hate him. Yeah. True. Yeah. That's more nostalgia factor for Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, exactly. I guess it's mostly that. I mean, yeah, going back, everyone hated him. It was, yeah, man. I mean, I even I hated him. I was like, this guy because he just he was I so dominant. Yeah. That's kind of for me. It's the same with with Alonso, to be honest. I mean, I didn't like him that much in the beginning of his career either. I, I, I love his character now, but you know, there's this thing where it can it can very easily change throughout years. You know, and that's a beautiful thing too, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. People change, and nobody's static. I guess for Ricardo, it's kind of it's not really there anymore. When going back to 2014, you'd ask me if he'd become a world champion one day. I, I, no doubt. But look at where it's where it's ended up. It's 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 a bit of a shame. Now he's in Montana playing guitar. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. Hey, I gotta say, I I cannot wait to see the pairing of Lance Stroll <laughs> and Fernando Alonso. You know how like a lot of teammates are doing like TikToks and stuff now, and like them playing games. Like, what games are they gonna play? What is going to be their chemistry? It's going to be the worst possible chemistry, and I'm all here for it. Yeah, I mean, see, Anton, I, I don't, I still don't like Fernando Alonso. I liked him in like 2005, probably because he was World Championship, and I was 10 years old. But 
there's nothing redeeming I find about him because he doesn't really have a personality. He's just he just races and yeah, he stirs things up now and then. That's what's fun about him. But I'm not a huge fan. But uh, <laughs> I guess they're gonna pay him enough to play along in <laughs> with with Lance in the TikToks and. <laughs> yeah, I feel like. Alonzo is just from a whole different generation. He'll be like, why am I doing this? And why is this like five-year-old still in Formula One? Well, I guess he'd still rather be with Lance in a TikTok than with Lewis. So, Yeah, but that would like make it interesting. And, it would, wouldn't it? And we could finally get like Nico Rosberg to shut up about being like, I'm the only one that beat Lewis Hamilton in equal machinery. Like, Did you, did you ever see that commercial they did together, uh, Alonso and Hamilton, like the one where they end up in the sauna in the end where Hakkinen is in there too? I mean, <laughs> looking at that now, that's just that's hilarious. <laughs> oh my, yeah, those are like classic European commercials too. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, you don't see stuff like that anymore. It's so Americanized, I feel, Europe now. It's not even fun to go there. Right. They got that climate change we got now too. <laughs> Europe's experiencing extreme weather like we are now. There's like some river or like lake somewhere, I forget where, that like dried up or something recently. And now a bunch of Nazi ships that were like sunk are being exposed. It's wild no because of climate change. Yeah, like it was all hidden from the water. And now like a lot of these ships that were destroyed in World War II are being exposed because uh, the rivers or lakes or whatever have dried up. Oh, my God. I got to look that up. I wonder if they found. Well, yeah, they did find the Bismarck, actually. But yeah. that's wild. I wonder if they're finding anything like more scary, like, you know, like whatever the Nazis, like the Germans had in store for us. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like they were the empire come on <laughs> oh totally i always think about stuff like that like what is the ocean hiding what secrets does the ocean have in it from some weird technology that was tested out on submarines or something or like secret missions or battles that we have no idea happened or bombs that were detonated and oh, there's a bunch of like weird technology on the seafloor that's hidden away from us Especially during the Cold War. The Cold War is all about that secret stuff. Anyways, we're getting a little off track. <laughs> Again. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Spa. I'm going to say, so for Quali, I want to say Norris, Russell, Verstappen. But that's very optimistic. Okay. So it's... That's for so for qualifying. Norris yeah. gets pole position. Russell's second again. Yeah. And then you said Verstappen is third. What makes you put Verstappen third? Just because you want to yeah, see I him. Yeah, I just want to see him in third. And I know. Um, <laughs> and I know Norris likes Spa, and they may take it off the calendar because Formula One is just focused on money. For for my one two three, it'll be. Verstappen, Perez, Hamilton. Yeah, that's a very safe bet. Safe. This man just poured himself a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios with some low-fat milk. Dude, the safest cereal that doesn't taste like sawdust. Uh, Anton, what are your what are your predictions? I'd say Quali. I'd go for Verstappen puts it on pole, and then. I don't know. Does it count if, say, 
because uh, if they take engine penalties, well, okay, I would say I think Ferrari is going to take engine penalties, but they'll still run qualifying and Leclerc probably get second place and I'll say Hamilton third. Okay. Yeah. And then for the race, I'm going to go with ah, maybe it's that boring, but I'll go with the same podium as last two races. So probably Verstappen, Hamilton, Russell. Ooh, we're close. We have close predictions. Um, Qualifying Max, obviously. I, I just made fun of you. Andrew, for taking the safest bet, and Uh-oh. my bet is even safer. Uh, I'm going to say qualifying Max. Uh, he's taking pole position, first, second, and third. Max is going to get first. Second's going to be Hamilton. Uh, third, okay. and, uh, third, I'm doing Lando. Just so yeah, we're just wiping Ferrari completely off any chance. <laughs> no, they're, but but I love. I loved Anton's thinking of the the, the penalties. You're right. They're definitely going to that. Do is that is so smart. That's definitely going to happen for qualifying. Are there any rules saying that you can change power units during the summer break and not take a penalty? I think it depends on what you do during before summer break. So if you didn't yeah. do anything, then you can do Oh, right, because summer break, the factories technically have to be empty. Like, everyone's on break, every employee. I think they get like a week, don't they? Like right after last race in Hungary, they get like a week. And then after that, they, or something like that. But yeah, it's got to be, it's only about a week that they have to work on anything. Oh, okay. I, I'm still, I'm still vying for uh, some George Russell matching bathing suit with his girlfriend kind of energy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm all for that. I love that type of crap. It's adorable. Also, I gained a lot of respect from. I always crap on Max Verstappen. And I think I always say he's a robot and he's emotionless and all that stuff. But him with his girlfriend was very touching. There was a, a compilation he put out or, or montage he put out of him in like a pool wearing like little swimmies, little floaties on his arms, and his girlfriend's like holding him like a little baby. And I was like, <laughs> this man is like he's having a moment with his girl. I'm like, this shouldn't have been, nobody should have took this picture. But like, <laughs> all right, you know, maybe he has a soft side we just don't know about. I don't know, man. I, I feel like I, I that sounds like marketing to me. Oh. If I, if, my, if I was swimming, I, I did go swimming with my girlfriend a couple days ago. I, if she tried to put those things on me, man, I, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> that just. So you think that was like, done on purpose to soften his I image. I have to see the image itself. We'll, we'll show notes it. We'll show notes it and then we'll we'll come back to it next week. Yes. Big thank you to our guest today, Anton DeVries. Check out Forecast F1 at their website www.forecast-f1.com. Thank you for listening to Stateside F1. Please like, comment, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your sweet, sweet podcast content. Follow us on Instagram at Stateside F1 and TikTok at Stateside F1 Podcast. And feel free to DM us. Send us memes, comments, questions, suggestions, etc. We will respond and follow you back. See you all next week. Bye, guys.